0: Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello. And today we are talking about working in and working out. Because all of you will have heard of the concept of working out that's your traditional kind of gym running all that kind of high energy stuff but have you ever heard about working in as well and it's one of the things we do in the Czech Institute it's one of our balance kind of balancing program things that we do with all our clients and um, we just wanted to talk today about a bit about working in and working out and the differences and why you need to balance everything
1: pretty much everyone will have heard of working out it's just a common term isn't it yeah when you think about it a little bit more and you break it down, it's actually expending energy. So, you normally come out of the gym or come out of a, a Pilates class and you feel almost exhausted because you know, you've worked out, you've worked all that energy out of your system, which has a place. And that's good because so then you can repair and recover and be stronger or more flexible. The term working in, which is what Paul Check kind of invented, it comes under many different names. So, you can do meditation or Tai Chi, Qi Gong, but this is the art of. Cultivating more energy, which is really important. Think about it. If you just work out all the time and you just expend all your energy and your life force every day, eventually you're going to burn out. So, if you can just incorporate a little bit of work in and build some energy, then you're going to feel healthier. Then, when you do go to the gym or a class to do a workout, you're going to have more energy to be able to perform better. So, like you said, it's just trying to just level the scales a little bit and find that balance.
0: Yeah, working in is more of an investment in your body and it's you giving it something back so that it can then perform all of the workout kind of moves that you want to do. But if you're only doing the working out, like you said, then you're not going to have that energy or the vitality to be able to continue down that road. So you have to give something back. It's like um, your pension fund. (laughs) It's like putting something in the bank so that you've got something to spend when that time comes. So it's about building energy, about building vitality. And we'll talk a bit about the chi as well, which is like your life force. Prana, sometimes it's called. It depends where you come from, isn't it? Chi, prana, life force. It's that kind of energy building and building your own vibration as well. Sounds a bit hippie-ish, doesn't it? But it's one of those things that probably if we were talking about this 10, 20 years ago, people would go, oh, God, listen to them two old hippies. Well, because they don't call me an old, old hippie. But, um, nowadays i think it's something that people are starting to realize is something that needs to to be done right
1: yeah i was just thinking that it is becoming a little bit more openly talked about and and a little bit more mainstream which is which is a good thing like you say 10 20 years ago you would been called a hippie but in the eastern philosophies and cultures it's just their way of life Mm. and you often see that their life expectancy is like the highest in the world they consider this you see things like on um on big construction sites and jobs where there's thousands of people, they do 20 minute Tai Chi class before they all start, and the life expectancy is way higher. And the workplace injuries and sickness is way lower than everyone else. It's just oh. it's it's a way of life for them, isn't it? Yeah, and it's been and... passed down through the generations. And you hear about the masters who invented these things. It's it's very spiritual, but us lot in the West, it takes us a long time to catch up to that. And we want to prove everything by science, don't we? Hmm. but the art of cultivating energy even the word energy some people turn the nose up at but we all have it we can all feel it when we we feel fresh and energized they just have a different name for it they call it like you said chi or prana but we all feel it it's just whatever name you put on it it's there and if we can cultivate more of it it's going to be better for us
0: yeah and you know that as a small business owner well if you have a active job or any kind of thing you got family to look after parents all that kind of stuff um you need to protect your own energy as well and that's what a work in is it's all about protecting your energy having some in the reserve so that when you need to step on the pedal you've got something there to to power through right
1: yep and also on the on the flip side energy creates energy like you said it's like yeah. Mm. Uh, Take like a pension funder investing. You need money to make money. You need mm. energy to make energy. So mm-hmm. on, the, on the other side of it, if you're lazy and you don't do anything and you, you sit on your backside all day at work and then you go home and you sit on the couch all night, you probably need to work out more. <laughs> You've <got to> say, <laughs> yeah. You need to work those muscles and get some electric charge in them. Probably doing a little bit of Tai Chi will be good for you, but you also need to go and lift some weights, do some Pilates, get those muscles firing. So mm. if we can try and make people realize what they need more of it's only going to be a good thing some people do need to work out more
0: yeah definitely it's that balance isn't it we always talk about balance in everything we do and the yin and the yang the male and the female the sun and the moon it it's it's part of life's balance isn't it so if you're only working out and running around all day then you're not getting any of this working in and equally if you're not working out and you're Sitting around not doing anything, and you're only doing the work, and you, you need to balance it out with everything, don't you?
1: Yeah. So, the first step is awareness try and sit and think, What do you do too much of or not enough of? and mm. then try and bring that pendulum back towards the middle a little bit. And this could change on a day to day, on a week to week basis, so because mm. uh, there's a lot of things going on. So, you might have a really intense week at work, so you need to do more work in exercises and chill out a little bit more and cultivate some energy. But then you might have a week off work where you feel it's got, you've got some time to really make some progress in the gym or with your exercise classes so just try and be more awareness because that is always the first step
0: yeah and obviously with women we have our whole hormonal system going up and down every month so sometimes times of the month you'll need to work in and other times of the month you'll need to work out so we have a slightly different way of we should have a slightly different way of training to men because we've got all that going on as well so we can't just work out continually, and we can't just work in continually. You got to do them both, but maybe different times as well.
1: Yeah, and different forms of movement. So all movement should be considered medicine. So that's from Hippocrates, isn't it? Movement is medicine. Mm. So do you need more workout? Do you need more work in? Like you said, try and find the balance and try and figure out what you do. And is your workout or lack of workout just a habit? I know we talk about habits a lot, but if you can then think, well, if I can just create this habit of just five minutes of a meditation a day, just create the habit, then it'll build to something bigger. The first time I ever started doing work in you know, meditations, it was Tai Chi. So the I did the Tai Chi Gong, which is 100 days of doing kind of a simple moving meditation. But the idea is you have to do 100 days consecutively. And if you miss one day, you have to go all the way back to the start and start again, which is pretty disheartening. But... it it builds the foundation regardless how many times you fail if you keep going back to day one it's just going to make you stronger but the furthest i got there was day 53 and then i failed (laughs) not to go back to day one eventually eventually i got it i got to 100 days if you incorporate these things and don't think about it's like a huge life change just do a little bit every day and then Mm. over time it'll feel as though if if it's a cultivation exercise like a work in if you just think well, that's only five minutes but five minutes over 100 days is a lot of energy building and it yeah. won't seem like a, a task anymore it'll just become normal
0: yeah i know like we've just gone back to pilates this week you know and we i've been focusing more on the working in aspect of pilates because i actually think pilates is quite a good balance between the two and well i try to make my classes a balance between the two and so i've been probably doing more of the working aspect of the classes because obviously there's some people who haven't Doing anything for six months now so i didn't want to go and blast them full on you uh, know so many people are just going oh god i feel so much better and it's that whole mobility and stretching aspect of stuff as well and that what people don't realize is that creates some kind of charge in your body as well doesn't it like the electromagnetic charge just off stretching and getting the blood flowing and the circulation through and mobilizing all your joints again that's really important stuff as well as building the muscle strength and the muscle mass as well
1: Yeah, that's a really good point because it's a good way of people often talk about like a lack of energy and they need energy hit. Mm. So they reach for coffee or sugar stimulants to give them that boost. It's an artificial boost though. So it's really fake. So you get, you do get that high, but it's often very short lived and it's followed by an equal crash. Mm. Instead of that, instead of reaching for coffee or snacks, if you can work in and do an energy building exercise, That's not going to happen. You're not going to get the crash. It's going to lift your mood. It's going to lift your energy. But it's more of a gentle, natural. It clears your head as well. Mm. So, and it takes just as much time, and it's going to have longer-lasting effects. So, even doing something as simple as a stretch on a muscle on a muscle that's tight. So, if you have a sedentary job and you sat down all day, get up and stretch your quads and your hip flexors. Do some breathing squats. Just stretch out. That's going to actually make you feel better than just grabbing your fifth coffee of the day it's better to Mm. go out get some sunlight get some fresh air it's natural that's what your body wants like you say it's going to create that electromagnetic charge and it's going to build the chi and just get everything flowing and pumping but trouble is a lot of these substances that we reach to instead are addictive So Mm. try and bridge the gap a little bit maybe have your coffee but while the coffee's brewing do some tai chi
0: Yeah, do some working in. So if you think like we're talking about working in and some of our listeners might be thinking, well, I really want to do this, but I've got no idea what a working would constitute. So if you think about any movement where you are mindful of what you're doing and you are controlling it with your breath, um, so you're coordinating breath and movement, that would be classed as a working, wouldn't it? you know it doesn't have to be something complicated like it's it's just anything you breathe in you lift your arm up you breathe out you bring your arm down that would be a work in wouldn't it as long as you're consciously thinking about what you're doing and your mind is on the movement and the breath is is incorporated in that that would be classed as a work in wouldn't it
1: yeah you made some really good points there which simplifies it so if you can coordinate your breathing with your movement and you're mindful about it then that's a work (laughs) exercise yeah sounds really oversimplified which is exactly what it should be yeah but it really works so when we say coordinate your breath to your movement in general it's when the body moves towards the fetal position so if you're kind of making yourself smaller that's when you should be breathing out and when the body expands and you get bigger obviously there's your, your chest cavity and your diaphragm is going to open up so you can breathe in and then you go back to the fetal position breathe out I always like to think of it when I'm describing it to clients or classes. If you imagine you took a balloon, but you hadn't kind of tied a knot in the end, and you you fill it up full, but you've got your fingers holding the the air in. And if you squeeze that balloon, everything's going to get smaller. The air is going to go out. That's like your lungs. And then when it expands, you're breathing in.
0: I'm doing it now as you speak. Yeah, I
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. If you can just coordinate your breathing with your movement and be mindful of it. The first time I started doing this, I was actually surprised at how easy it was and just how energized, but calm and clear headed I felt as well.
0: Yeah, it makes a massive difference, especially if you think like if you've been sitting at an office all day, you've been stressed because things aren't going the way they are, they've just been fueling on coffee. If you actually get up out of your desk and just do that exercise like pronation, so coming towards pronation means anything that comes towards the, the center of the body. So you pronate down, breathe out, supinate, move away from the center of the body and then breathe in. Just doing that, it just gets your spine moving. And what we're going to talk about as well is that these actions are good pumping actions for the body as well. So just doing that simple move gets your lungs going, it gets your spine moving, it gets all the circulation moving back through your body, back into your organs, and gets that nice oxygenated blood flowing around. And these are quite good pumping action exercises as well, aren't they?
1: Yeah, particularly a good time to do these exercises as well if you've been sat for a long time if it's if it's new to people and you don't know if you're doing it correctly because you have to go at a certain pace often like it's very slow but enough to keep everything moving Mm. so if you want to do some of these exercises after you've eaten it's going to improve your digestion and it's also a good feedback tool to figure out if you're doing it too fast or too slow so if you've just had a big meal and instead of just falling asleep or feeling sluggish and heavy do some work in kind of zone exercises, what we call them. And if you do them at the correct pace, your heart rate shouldn't go up. Your digestion mm-hmm. should improve. But if you do it too fast, that's then a good feedback that if you, if you feel as though your digestion's then being affected and it's been hampered, then you're going a little bit too fast. So just slow down and you'll feel that energy increase and all your pumps, especially your digestive system is going to improve. We eat three meals a day. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities to try these their movements
0: yeah and you mentioned it's good for the digestive system it's also good for the heart and what i always tell my clients as well if you think about the endocrine system so your hormonal system and your lymphatic system so the one that's getting all the toxins out of your body they don't have pumps so they rely on you moving your muscles and moving around to pump all of the toxins out of your body to get hormones around your body like joseph pilates calls stagnant pools we mentioned that it's kind of getting rid of all those that stagnation and getting these things moving around your body and pushing fresh oxygenated blood into areas that may have been deprived for a little while you've been stationary
1: yeah mentioning that fresh oxygenated blood is really important because we've already mentioned the terms energy and chi and prana it sounds a little bit hippie spiritual and if people aren't into that then that's fine. But if you can just imagine when you, when you do these movements, you often get a feeling where you have energy in certain areas of your body and you, can, you can't explain it. Instead of thinking of it as prana or chi, just think of it as fresh oxygenated blood moving to mm-hmm. those parts of your body which have been stagnant. So you can make it a little bit more scientific. And if you just think of it that way, think, oh, well, I haven't moved this part of my body in such a long time that's why i can feel energy there because i've just got fresh blood and fresh oxygen and nutrition Mm. moving to that part of the body and that's really important it's going to wake that part of the body up and flush out all the stagnant kind of toxins which you've built up there so if you don't want to think about it as energy just think about it as just physiology as well you're just moving parts of your body which haven't been moved and you're awakening those parts yeah don't
0: you find that sometimes it takes Science is a while to catch up with stuff. Like people always go, can, where's the scientific evidence? Where's the research on this? Where's the?" But sometimes you do stuff, and there isn't any research, but it just feels right, and it feels good so adaptogenic herbs i've been writing an article on adaptogens at the moment and i've been taking some of them and they're really really good and they work but there's no research or any like no massive research on them they're starting to come through a little bit more now but sometimes and adaptogens are kind of been used for years in Ayurvedic medicines and stuff and so these like stuff that have been used for a long long time that you know kind of pharmaceutical companies took over but i know we're going to get into the whole you can't like put a price on broccoli you know (laughs) or turmeric being the best anti-inflammatory but you can't sell that can you so it's it's sometimes the point i'm trying to make here is that it takes a while that there might not be any scientific evidence that this kind of stuff works but it does (laughs) so science will catch up eventually
1: yeah absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence That's exactly exactly what it is. So, just because it hasn't been proven, because you can't weigh and measure it. Mm. It's like the easy, the simple explanation is what Paul Check talks about a lot is well, science can't measure and weigh everything. So, if you went to the scientist who only believes that way, then they say, Well, what is love? You can't weigh and measure love, but it exists, it rules your whole life. Just because you can't weigh and measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. In 20, 30 years, they might be able to, in some Tai Chi, they might be able to measure the chi in your body. They can probably do it already but you probably can't profit off it. So what's what's the point in in spending too much time and money on it? But it exists. And if you do these things and you feel it, it's like going back to what we spoke about in a previous episode, intuition, just because it's not written in a textbook, doesn't mean you don't have to do it. If you do these movements and it feels good, then just go with your gut feeling. Well, this, this feels good. Just because some expert told me I shouldn't do it. Well, it feels good to me and I feel healthy and better for it then just go with it. You don't need someone to tell you what to do all the time.
0: Yeah, and also sometimes the working in stuff is a good entry level into the harder stuff because sometimes I get clients who, if I said to them, right, we're going to do squats, they'd instantly, their backs would tense up, they would create that whole protective mechanism around it because they've got bad backs. They would immediately associate squats with an exercise. And so if I just say, right, we're going to do nice breathing and like breathing squats essentially well they're still doing squat I even had one client go to me I've just done a squat <laughs> I said yeah I know he's like I thought I couldn't do them anymore and, um, I was like I'll well, just go with it I said, "To feel all right he's like yeah it feels good actually so you know he ended up doing you know 10 breathing squats because he wasn't associating that kind of pain of a squat with what we were doing it was more of a you know a gentle way and and from that he kind of got into his head like actually i can do this you know it's not something that's painful
1: yeah you just reprogrammed it in a different way yeah yeah it's like when you say oh you can i can't do squats You say well just you sit down in your car every day <laughs> sat so
0: you sat in that chair <laughs> yeah
1: you sat in the chair you sit on the toilet you can do squats you just you've just put a label on it as a squat and told yourself you can't do it so it's, yeah. it's a really good point because we've spoke about working in for quite a while now but there's a way you can incorporate your work-ins to a workout. So particularly for people who are really into the gym and, for instance, lifting weights, that's the only thing they know, and it can be quite addictive because it does feel good. Mm. But if you, if you do need to work in a little bit more and cultivate some energy and kind of calm down and you feel it's too big of a jump to go straight from your hardcore workouts to more chilled-out Tai Chi, there's a good way to bridge the gap. So if you just take any of your Exercises in your p- particular strength routine, so we 've just mentioned squats, so we 'll say a barbell squat with a bar on your back instead of doing a set of ten reps with a heavy weight, just really lighten the weight okay keep the keep the bar on your back, but make the weights lighter and instead of doing ten reps where you 're going to fail on rep number eleven so you 're really exhausted. Just use a weight where you can do twenty to thirty reps mm. so you 're still in the gym you've still got the bar on your back, but you 're then going to just breathe a little bit more slowly. So breathe out when you squat down at that fetal position and then inhale as you stand up. So you're still doing the same exercise. You're still using the bar. You're still in the gym, but you're just doing more reps at a lighter weight. And again, just trying to coordinate your breathing with your movement. So it's, it's not such a drastic jump from going from the gym to being a, a spiritual Tai Chi master. You're still pretty <laughs> yeah. much doing the same routine, just a different intensity. And then from there, you can then maybe bridge the gap a little bit more and then start doing some more traditional kind of tai chi but this really works and it's it's a good way to make it less daunting
0: yeah and that's a really good point because any exercise can become a work in like like dan's just said like a barbell squat you can just still make that a work in but take the the weight off like you said a run can become a work in if you just go at a slower pace and start to focus more on um, your body and you, like, your like your foot hitting the floor kind of just I'll count the breaths that's a good one to do sometimes is if you're running like, breathe in for four steps breathe out for four and then start to increase it so start to think about like how you breathe in and anything like anything any exercise can become a work in yeah
1: yeah and the the breathing one is a really good point so for people who have they have a lot going on and the, the, you find the mind jumps around a lot and the mind's always racing and they, they kind of focus. We all know that meditation, like sitting down and doing nothing and meditating, it looks really good. And for people who are really proficient in that, it's very beneficial. But even the thought of doing that to some people is scary because they cannot stop the mind mm. from just being in overdrive. So if you can sit or you can, or you can walk or you can do your exercise and just trying to think about your breath, just count the breaths, Just say, I'm just going to count to 20 breaths and then I'm just going to see what happens. And you think, well, my mind hasn't stopped racing. Think, right, well, I'll just count to 10 breaths and just try and chunk it down to make it achievable. And if you just count your breaths, you're still doing something, but you're not. your mind isn't on those. It's not on the bills. It's not on the work. It's not on the kids. Just try and find what works for you and then build up.
0: Mm, mm. It's really important to pattern interrupt, isn't it? Just that constant whirl of things that are always going around in our heads and just doing something that you're just like, right, stop, we're going to focus on this and we're going to put all our energy onto this thing. And then that just kind of stops, stops the carousel a little bit, doesn't it? So another thing we haven't really mentioned is um, about the chi, which is the slower that you move your body, the faster the chi will flow, yeah? So doing any exercise slowly will increase the chi.
1: This really works. As mentioned earlier, imagine if you did it after you've just eaten a big meal, Mm. and then you start do, trying to do some working exercises really fast, the chi is going to move too fast. Your body doesn't want that. It wants nice, slow-moving energy to help with that digestion. It does work as you can feel as if you're going too fast. Sometimes I've done it in the past where I might start doing some Tai Chi, and because I might have had a stressful day or I've been busy for the previous hour or 10 minutes even, I start off really fast. So I do the movements really quick, but then after maybe five, 10 minutes, I naturally just slow down. Mm as the body then starts to just chill out, calm down, and you start to tell yourself, well, uh, this actually feels better going at this pace. So don't be afraid of just get started is the main point. Just get Mm. going. And then you might start off fast because your mind's still racing, but then you might eventually slow down and find that rhythm. And you'll know when it's right because it's that we've mentioned in the podcast before. There's a thing called a flow state where time almost seems irrelevant. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past you are truly just in the moment like you know have you ever done something where hours just just fly by mm. and you're totally in the zone people often get it when they they're doing like extreme sports or even things like when the authors when they're writing books or people who write music and all of a sudden they've wrote five songs in ten minutes they're just totally in that flow state it's just being in the present and i have found when i've had a really good tai chi session i used to set a timer just on my phone for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes and when i wasn't having a very good session it would feel more like an hour because mm. i'd be waiting for the timer to go but then other times i feel as though i've just started and then the time would go off it's because i got it in such a flow state that time just becomes almost irrelevant so if you get to a point where you can feel those type of situations occurring then you know you're doing it right
0: yeah i agree and another thing the last final thing we'll talk about with the zone is the zones the zone exercises that you can do with the working in, in in yoga they would call this the chakra system we call it the zone system it's about the different areas of your body that are energy centers that hold the energy or where energy can get stuck so you can use that you're working in to work on particular areas of your body and start to decrease that stickage that's such a block block that's the word
1: i think think we should use stickage
0: i think i just made it up (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah but that might be a a bit of a strange concept of people having chakras or zones Mm. i often find when i first learned about this i mean it's a bit strange to talk about on a podcast but like a visual illustration on the human anatomy and it kind of made Mm. a little bit more sense where they are an easy way to start with that is online searches for different chakra movements Mm. but it it really works and some people need more than others but that's kind of make a little bit too complex if you're just starting
0: yeah. Like for a good one, I would, would say it would be like the liver. So if you had a night out and you've got a bit of a hangover the next day, you want to help your liver kind of process all that stuff on the alcohol and things. So doing some zone exercises that would be stimulating to the liver and to the circulatory system and the lymphatic system that would all help that kind of stuff go through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And people might think that that's all a bit strange, but if you're hungover, what do you have to lose? <laughs> you're not, you're exactly. not going to feel any worse. <laughs> by trying to do these things, yeah, because like you you pretty much feel as low as you can anyway when you've got a bad hangover. So give it a try.
0: Yeah. So let us know next time you're out.
1: <laughs> do an experiment. Go out and when you hear this, go out and get drunk and <laughs> do some liver zone exercises. To see if we tell the truth.
0: Yeah, exactly. So now the opposite end of the working in, it's obviously the working out which, of course, Dan is the expert on the, on the working out side of it. So I would say that this is the more functional kind of stuff. Your traditional gym exercises, primal patterns would fit into here as well. So all of that kind of stuff. And this is the, catab- it's the catabolic, catabolic stuff, isn't it? Where you're breaking stuff down and you are uh, expending energy. So the completely opposite end to the working in.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's catabolic. It's the complementary opposite to everything. So there's Mm. catabolic, which is working out. Then there's anabolic, which is working in. So I find a good way to, for me, because I used to work out a lot, and I still do, like that traditional gym exercises. So I already mentioned before a good way to do it is to just make the exercise lighter and do more reps and try and work on your breathing. Another good technique is the, the example I gave previously is imagine if you did 10 barbell squats and you were really exhausted you're obviously then going to rest for like two three four minutes between sets Mm. so that's a good time to then do some work in exercises so you can still work out which people need obviously but if you then want to incorporate some work in just do it in those two to four minutes where you're resting so you might do your 10 barbell squats and you think well i've got two to four minutes to rest pick a work in exercise do some breathing squats Mm. it's just going to make you stronger for your next set
0: yeah, it's a really good way of doing it. And when we think about the primal patterns as well, this is a, one of the things that Paul check invented. Yeah, not I think. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah did, he, obviously he obviously didn't invent squat, in. but he <laughs> invented. <laughs> 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 so primal patterns are uh, the patterns that we would work on that. If we were living out in the wild still as wild humans, these are the patterns that we should be able to perform correctly to be able to live. And of course, we don't live out in the wild anymore. We've got lots of labor-saving devices and chairs that we sit in, which create different weaknesses and imbalances in the body. So being able to perform each of the primal patterns to the primal standard is important to prevent injury and to keep your strength and to allow you to be out in the wild, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, go on then. I'm going to give you a quiz. Okay, go on. How fast you can name the seven primal pattern movements.
0: Okay. Squat. Yep. Lunge. Yep. Bend. Yep. Pull. Yep. Push. Yep. Gait. Yep twist yeah would you yes see i did I have you done said my with revision. confidence <laughs> so yeah so those are the primal patterns that i just went through there so if you think about all of those movements they incorporate the human movement pattern entirely don't they dan
1: yeah so your body doesn't know muscles it just knows movement that's a that's that always stuck with me when i learned that you think oh, i'll go to the gym and i do a bicep curl but your body doesn't know what doesn't know it's doing a bicep curl it just knows it's doing elbow flexion and it's using all the muscles to make that happen. Mm. If you're at home and you pick something up off the floor or you open a door or you, you push the door shut, it's not thinking I'm going to work the tricep, the chest, the glutes. It's just doing movement. Mm. So you don't need to go to the gym and work all these muscles individually because you'll be on all day. You just need to go to the gym or just do exercise and just do movement and the muscles will work anywhere that's that's a, probably a better way to think about it
0: yeah i like i like learning about the primal patterns because i think for me as a non-gym goer traditionally it kind of simplifies the whole thing like what you should be focusing on and if you include like if you did a workout and included one primal pattern exercise that would be a really good workout wouldn't it
1: if you're not like a traditional gym person and you just you just go and experiment with the primal pattern movements you might think oh like I really don't like this one or I like this one like when you first start coming to the to the gym and doing a bit training with me we did the single arm cable pull and you absolutely loved it you would just do that for an hour really if if I like yeah I
0: would have just I love the cable (laughs) machine that was like a surprising love of mine
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you would you would if you'd have went to a traditional gym machine and sat down and did a seated row, it wouldn't feel as good but because you do oh, a no. pattern, you're on your feet. You're doing a single arm, so you've got the pull, you've got the twist, you've got that rotation. You're probably in some sort of a lunge as well, and you can slow it down and speed it up. So we've done ones where we incorporate breathing, but we've also gone really heavy where you have to do the abdominal bracing, and it's mm-hmm. it's just a movement. But if, when you incorporate weight and breathing, it makes it really enjoyable and it really works, doesn't it?
0: Oh, totally. I, I'm a total advert for that. Um, can you remember when I first started? working with you and lunges I hated lunges didn't I and my knees were going all over the place I think I've still got videos of my early lunge patterns <laughs> that were hideous <laughs> and then, then eventually now I've turned into a mega lunge woman haven't I well probably not when I come back but
1: <laughs> <laughs> a super wide mega lunge
0: yeah a mega lunge and I actually quite like doing them now I make my classes do them now as well so
1: I find it fascinating how the body adapts as well like you say you adapted through practice Mm. and your lunges become a lot better and you became stronger when i did the opposite when i first started doing tai chi we used to do very slow walking lunges Mm. we didn't go like maybe as deep as a traditional gym lunge you would hold a lunge for like a minute and i think Mm. oh you'd be you'd be able to stand in a lunge for a minute but when you're trying to hold a certain posture and breathe the lactic acid build up (laughs) in my legs (laughs) quite tough yeah absolutely on fire then i've got these pensioners to the left and right of me who just stood rock solid like trees not even breaking a sweat but it was just a total pattern change for me I was used to doing things fast and explosive but it was good and the body the body eventually adapted to where I could control it but it's good to throw things in there and do a different form of workout and a different form of the same movement at a, a different intensity your body likes to adapt to new things
0: absolutely and you're never too old for those adaptations to occur because i think people go i'm too old to do that now and it's not the case <laughs> it's, it's you're never too old to adapt you know your body does that's what that's why we're human isn't it i would say
1: a point i want to come to is if you can just let you say adapt just make it fun like a lot mm-hmm. of people don't don't go to gyms i mean there's a, a confidence issue but they just don't find it fun they don't find the idea of working out fun it's because they think of it as like just another problem just something else to do i have to go and force myself to work out well if you have to force yourself to do something then you shouldn't really be doing it you should find something else that's fun so if you don't like lifting weights then go and play squash play football go and do pilates go cycling the best workout in the world is the one that you're going to do exactly and you, you have to make it enjoyable otherwise you're not going to do it.
0: put the fun into functional
1: hey <laughs> trademark it <laughs>
0: and the chi into achievable <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so combining those two because like I was at the opposite I used to I do a lot of work in but my job is quite worky in and I kind of naturally go towards that more so when I started to do the more strength training stuff it's hard at first because it's not my natural environment it's not a natural thing for me to do it's not but when you and when you're quite a bendy person as well what this is what bendy people have to remember that people who stretch a lot it's actually harder for us to stabilize our muscles to our joints sorry to actually lift weights so lifting weights is actually really important because it strengthens the whole the whole joint when you're bendy although it looks good when you're sticking your legs in the air up against the wall or whatever it's actually not that good for your joints as you get older especially when your joints get become more lax naturally anyway so you have to incorporate some of this strength training to strengthen the whole system up as well
1: it's all about being again balanced That like you have to be flexible enough you have to be strong enough like mm. don't go too far to one end of the of the scale like i'm the opposite to you so i do too much strength training i know i do so i need to do more flexibility and again every time i do it i think why don't i do this more often yeah. i should do this a little bit more often but um so my yeah my problem is like I've just said probably do too much intensity based mm-hmm. exercise. There's a few good sayings again. Paul check I heard this first. It's train, don't drain. It's mm-hmm. the whole less is more approach. If you go mm-hmm. to the gym all the time and you and you just you work out too much, you're then going to mm-hmm. burn out. So it's train, don't drain. And I heard it said a different way re- recently, which is stimulate, don't annihilate. Which also made sense to me. You just need to go and just. Activate those muscles, have a little bit of breakdown, and then go and rest properly so they can recover. You don't need to annihilate yourself because we've all had that feeling where the the muscle soreness has been bad for like a week and it Mm. just puts you off. So, for the sake of one killer workout, you've probably lost five to seven days worth of good workouts. You just don't want to be in that amount of discomfort for too long. It's, It's detrimental.
0: What we're trying to say is it's all about balance, yin and yang. Catabolic, anabolic, all of that kind of stuff, but apply that to your workouts as well and to your energy. You spend know, expend energy and then cultivate energy.
1: Yeah, I think. And if people want to, because obviously this is an audio podcast, and we've spoke a lot about movement. Most people know workout movements, but in terms mm. of work in movements, if you just want to do an online search, you can, you can just search for zone exercises. Paul Check has quite a few videos, really good zone exercises. Mm. I just, when I first started doing Tai Chi, I just did a YouTube search of simple Tai Chi movements. And again, the simpler, the better. Don't overcomplicate it. Just make it consistent. And yeah, just start there. And Why
0: don't we do a video?
1: Yeah, we should, yeah. We should do the, like I do the Tai Chi ruler quite mm-hmm. a lot. And we've learned some quite interesting ones like the stalk walk and things the like that. Stalk which, walk, yeah, That's yes. really good. Yeah, we should, we should do one. And trying to say, don't be afraid because you haven't heard of it the art it's not complicated in fact it'll probably seem overly simple but that's how it should be
0: exactly sometimes if you're just doing zone exercises and you just repeat 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 it's like this what what is this doing to me and actually it's really doing a lot of good
1: (laughs) yeah well I told you before I had that weird experience where I was doing tai chi in my living room I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast but I've never had like a weird you know, some people see ghosts or think they've seen aliens or (laughs) that type of thing i've never (laughs) had anything like that i was doing tai chi once in my living room before we didn't mention this but you can do it with your eyes closed your eyes take up quite a lot of energy expenditure so if you can close your eyes try and breathe in through your nose out through your mouth just try and make it as kind of calming as possible so here i am doing just some simple tai chi movements and because i have my eyes closed i sometimes kind of move around the room just a little bit and if I then I might bang my heel against the coffee table or something, and so then I might have to open my eyes, just move back to the middle of the room. So I was doing this move and I thought and I touched, I thought I'd touch the wall, because I thought I'd just getting too close to the wall. I outreached my right arm and I thought, oh, I've touched the wall, so I'll just open my eyes and just get back to the middle of the room. And when I opened my eyes, I already was in the middle of the room. Like I swear down blind, I touched something, whether that was chi manifesting itself as like <laughs> some imaginary wall a wall <laughs> but yeah i was in the middle of the room when I opened my eyes the hairs on the back of my neck stood up i was like, really mm. shocked i was like I, f- I absolutely felt something but yeah do,
0: do, 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 do.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, obviously that it won't always feel like that but it's called the chi bubble so you feel as though you've, you can actually you've got some form of energy between your hands and you can move it around your body some of the tai chi masters can do this to kind of crazy levels that can heat up different parts of the body i mean we're not saying we should, you should get to that level but you will start to feel energy manifesting itself in different areas of your mm. body
0: quite a common symptom is um tingling hands when you've done it and that's just the chi the and the electromagnetic charges in your body and you can give that to someone else who needs it because some people might need that energy and or you can ground it in the earth
1: yeah that was what the, the first experience I got of it was just that tingling in the fingers and I still get it quite often mm. and you get that tingling in your fingers time seems to go by really quickly mm-hmm. and you just feel really calm and level-headed those are the things I would say which prove that you're doing it right
0: yeah good one
1: cool any other business
0: no other business for me I don't think have you got any other business
1: <laughs> no I think we've <laughs> covered all points like you said it's about finding balance and don't be afraid to do a little bit of work in
0: yes exactly so where are you about what where are you what are you doing this week dan
1: well this week i think seems as we've been talking about it i'm going to add some more work in movements actually very good that's my homework for this week If you want to find out more about me though it's mm-hmm. go to facebook daniel purvis health and fitness and the podcast is flying still we're loving it we're on itunes it. spotify alexa podbean anywhere else i'm missing
0: my website now in resources and I'm going to come back to the gym Dan
1: for some muscle soreness.
0: I know I'm just going to get my classes out of the way because I went back to bar class last night and oh my thighs are killing <laughs> I haven't taught bar, bar for six months and uh yeah I'm feeling the pain but it was good it was really good to have everyone back actually and yeah. um, Good, so um, yes, so I'm back in my studio. We are socially distanced, sanitized, ventilated, all of those things, and it feels good to get back. Full classes all this week, so that's just fab. So pleased, and also online as well. So, whichever way you choose to join us, you can join us. Um, You can find out when my classes are and everything on my website organicpilates.co.uk, and of course, Facebook and Instagram and sign up for my newsletter as well
1: anything else have you got like carrier pigeons <laughs> <going off? laughs> let this down people's chimneys <laughs> and,
0: I, and I've become obsessed with aromatherapy and Dan was at my studio yesterday I've made use some Havana as well so I've been making concoctions this week and I'm you know when you're talking about flow state I kind of getting into a flow state with all my concocting of um, essential oils my studio just smells like heaven
1: <laughs> you've become an alchemist during lockdown haven't you i've really, just
0: locked myself in with my oils and like I'm, i was going around like the street going does anybody need an ointment <laughs> you need an ointment dan for anything i can create one
1: <laughs> just make it up but the the strength you make them i think it's pretty interesting i do enough. make
0: them quite strong actually and um yeah so dan i've made dan a particular blend of oils and normally you probably just buy it as a as a ready-made oil whereas i've made it so it's like super strong high energy high vibration super oil
1: so i had it on in my house for like one hour yesterday in the vaporizer and i came down the next day it still sm- smelled like i would left it on all night so I, think I need to lower the dosage a little bit
0: <laughs> lower your dosage so yeah so that's what that's that's me that's what i'm doing
1: all right cool we hope everyone's enjoyed this episode we hope you can find a balance between working in and working out and we hope we've even just shed some light a little bit on the whole working terminology because it's a bit of strange one but hopefully it makes a bit more sense now
0: exactly and don't forget to pass the pod i'm going to nick dance catchphrase and if you've enjoyed this then please leave us a review subscribe do all those things that make us do a little happy dance (laughs) (laughs) well i do i don't know whether dan does
1: but (laughs) he does
0: inside (laughs)
1: all right cool thanks everyone
0: take care everyone bye